<laughs> that might have been confirmation bias. I think I have to be honest about that. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Nick Glover, Tim Wick, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we have our latest geeky boners. Nick and Molly both are enjoying a new video game. I'm enjoying working on a new play. And Galileo Galilee answers our questions. We're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Hi, welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Nick Glover. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Molly Glover. It's me, Molly Glover. And Tim Wick. Hi, it's also me, Tim Wick. <laughs> and this episode is going to be a Geeky Boners episode. Bye. Uh, if you are new to the podcast, uh, don't don't <laughs> let the title scare you away. Please, I hope you didn't hit pause or stop yet. Um, Geeky Boners is where we, all three of us, talk about the thing that's got us uh, all excited or inter- entertaining us this week. It's a it's a metaphorical boner that is engorged in turn. Its turn-ons are the geeky thing that we are doing in our life. For a metaphorical boner, mine is throbbing. Yeah, still very small. Throbbing metaphor. <laughs> what? It's a throbbing metaphor. <laughs> that's right tim as a writer how often do you experience a throbbing <laughs> metaphor more often than i care to admit <laughs> oh, oh uh molly yes tell us about your throbbing metaphor my boner this time around is the game fay farm uh it was f-a-e f-a-e farm it came out very recently uh for the switch i believe it has been on steam for longer uh, but I was, so I, uh, it's a little bit of a roundabout way to get to there. I've been playing Legend of Zelda, uh, the breath of, no, uh, nope, Tears. the other one, Tears of the Kingdom. And I take my time with it, but I felt like, uh, I had a Facebook memory pop up that was like, you know, seven years ago or was ever was when I beat, you know, Ganondorf in the breath of the wild game. And I was like, okay, you know what? This is a sign. I should go and try to beat the demon King today and I'm going to do it. And I tried eight times wow. and I died every single one of them uh, at basically the same place. And it was like very frustrating. And I decided I needed to regroup and start from a more recent, from a later, uh, excuse me, an earlier save and go back and I got to refortify myself. So when that happened, I was feeling very disillusioned with that game and I needed something else. And so I was looking uh, for something I could play not on the TV, because as Nick will tell you his with his boner, he was playing on the TV. And so I decided to play something on my Switch, and I found this game, Fay Farm, that had come out the day before, and it looked very cool. And, and it is. It is uh, It is like Stardew Valley plus Animal Crossing plus Harvest Moon. Um, it took basically all of these life sim adventure role-playing games cozy. and these cozy games, and, you know, really it felt like it learned from all of those and didn't repeat a lot of their mistakes. And it was very exciting. Like, you know, the day passes very similar to Stardew. The days and the seasons are very similar to Stardew. You have romance options with your different NPCs like Harvest Moon and Stardew. Um, There's, you know, there's furniture building and house decorating like Animal Crossing. So it felt very cool. Unfortunately, it's pretty buggy. 
uh, to the point where people I have read have had bugs happen to them that are game ruining. Ooh. Like, uh, like, oh, my game is now broken and I have to start over. Uh, multiplayer is a thing with Bay Farm is a big reason why I thought it'd be cool to get it. And so that you and other people with it, just like Animal Crossing, can all play together in your world or in their world. But uh, uh, for some people, multiplayer is so broken that it ruins your single player game if you attempt it. Uh, so, so far, I haven't encountered anything too bad. There's a relationship quest bug where if, let's say, the mayor wants 10 blueberries and you have 18 blueberries and you give her 10 blueberries, uh, it takes 18 blueberries <laughs> It could just take them all. It'll take literally every blueberry you have. If you had 30, it would take them all. <laughs> um, so that can be a little frustrating. But uh, one thing I do like about Bay Farm that I, I have enjoyed a lot is that the game encourages you to take your time, uh, which is something I need to learn. I am not good at taking my time in general. <laughs> and uh, so it's it's if you're trying to speed run the dungeon, you're going to run out of dungeon and then... And then you're like, oh, I can't. I don't know what else to do. Uh, if you try to speed run relationships, then there's just no more relationship to have. And so, it, it really does encourage you to to take your time. There's one of the nice things. Uh, crops are based on a watering cycle. So a turnip turns to a turnip after four waterings, not after four days. So you could ignore your crops and flowers and nothing bad will happen hmm. they just maybe if you let them go too long the season might end and then they all turn you know spring crops don't grow in summer right things like that uh so i don't know one of the things i really love about it is that there are it's it's very um i don't want to say genderless it's not genderless but the options aren't gendered so you get to choose from four body types and it's not choose from you know, skinny female, medium female, and large female. It's just four body types, small and skinny, all the way through to bigger and heavier, uh, varying sizes. You get to pick, I mean, a complete range of skin tones, including non-human skin tones, because it is a fae-based game. Uh, hair color, similar, lots of great hairstyles. Uh, still really shitty options for curly hair, but what are you going to do? Um, and, <laughs> and then you get to pick your pronouns, and you can pick she, her, he, him, or they, them which is great. There's five voices you can choose from, including silent. So you get to pick what your character's little, you know, oh boy, and oh, here we go, you know, or whatever they're saying. Uh, so you can, if you want to be a big, beefy, mask-presenting dude with a full beard and blue skin and a face, like you can do that. You know, you can really, there's a lot of great character options. And then, you know, it just, it, it is becoming a little bit repetitive, but I don't know. It's 60 bucks. I'm not going to tell you to buy it, to spend 60 bucks on it. Wait till it goes on sale if you're interested. However, if you like cozy games, this game is the fucking coziest. It's really great. Uh, I don't think it's better than Animal Crossing because Animal Crossing is one of my favorite games of all time. I've read a bunch of people saying this is almost as bad as Animal Crossing. And and the the, <laughs> the visceral reaction I have to want to tell them how wrong they are. Like, <laughs> I have to fight it. But I don't know. I really like it. It's cute and dumb. Uh, I've been playing it a lot when I need a break from trying to build up myself in Zelda, which is still currently a bit of a slog, but I'm getting there. And so, I don't know. I guess just, uh, yeah, Fay Farm. I got a boner for Fay Farm, despite all of its many faults, <laughs> which really is very in line with how yeah. I get boners in the yeah. past. It's a, it's a crooked boner. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's got it's a hook. True. Tim. 
Yes. Is your boner have Hello. a hook? Hello, Nick. Well, it might. It might. Ooh. It's a very scary boner. Uh, yeah. My boner is the uh, Twin Cities Horror Festival, which is coming up at the end of October, and I have a show in it, so uh, it's, a, it's a difficult festival to get involved in. I think I've mentioned it before. I think we've talked about yeah, it a little bit on the podcast. Yeah, you've talked about the process. It's a difficult process to get to get a show into the horror festival. There's a lot of people applying. There's only 11 productions that get in. Um, and I had an idea this year that intrigued them. Um, and hopefully it still intrigues them after I did my preview last week. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and so it's exciting. I'm writing a show. It's not it's not a comedy. It's not a comedy. It is a horror show. There's there's comedy in it because I think you need to you need to temper a little bit. It, 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 if things are too heavy, I think that that can be really difficult to to watch. Mm-hmm. And that it's not it's not like a you know bloodbath. There are going to be some shows at the horror festival that will be, in fact, bloodbaths. This is not this yeah. is not one of them. Uh, but it is it is outside of my normal comfort zone in terms of writing. I'm I'm trying to write something that is serious, that is scary, that has a sense of of creepy. What the hell is going to happen? This can't be good. Um, before we discover whether or not it actually is or isn't good, uh, and uh, and so that's that's been fun to to challenge myself that way. I'm on the 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 final draft now. I draft that we we've we've done read throughs of the first three drafts, and I think we're fine. I'm finally feeling like I have uh, I have a handle on the the tweaks that I need to do for the final for the final script, and then obviously there will be some. Some tweaks as we go through the rehearsal process, and uh, that's pretty exciting. But uh, we had previews last week. All all eleven of the productions did previews, so uh, I got to watch all but the two that were right before our preview because we were prepping backstage. And uh, you know, just a really nice variety of stuff. There's some stuff that is very clearly just kind of broad comedy horror. There's some stuff that's definitely blood, gore. Uh, horror and there's there's all sorts of things in between. So it's a it's a really fun festival in the, in that it focuses in on horror and uh, and gives gives producers a real opportunity to kind of explore that concept in a lot of different ways. Horror isn't your favorite genre as an audience member, really, mm-hmm. right? You're not a, a like you watch a, a shit ton of movies, Tim. I don't, I don't know if people know how much you watch in terms of movies, but you're not a, you're not like a a horror fan typically. No, I don't like, I don't like watching it. Uh, I I will, I will admit that. And I, and, and so, you know, I think when I'm writing about the kind of horror that I enjoy versus the kind of horror that, that, you know, modern horror does not do it for me. I don't like jump scares. It doesn't go in for me. I do like movies where there's a sense of creeping danger, um, mm. which is a different kind of horror. It's not not the type of horror movie that most people think of as a horror movie. Um, so that's the kind of horror that I, I do write. Um, I think I always think that the, the main the, the main difference between comedy and horror to me is the same scenario, but in comedy it doesn't go wrong, and mm. in horror it does. Uh, it, 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 to me, it, comedy and horror are very, very much linked. So I've written horror. Course, I've written there's the element of surprise. That's, yeah. and that's what makes you laugh versus what makes you scream is whether yeah. or not you're, is, is the element of surprise for sure. And, and they're, they're both, you know, subverting your expectations. Yep. yep. 
uh, to get uh, that reaction. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, so I've written a lot of horror short stories, but I've never written a horror play or or a play that where where horror was was the very definite focus. So. I don't want to say this is going to be the greatest play I've ever written. I don't think any play I've written was the greatest play I've ever written because I'm hypercritical of, of my own. Well, yeah, clearly one of them was, but I don't know which one it was. <laughs> uh, I'm too hypercritical of my own writing, and that's that's fine. That's my problem I have to deal with. But uh, but I'm happy with where it is right now. We've got a good set of actors that are, that are bringing it to life, and uh, I can't wait to see what happens. And at the same time, I can't wait to just be a part of that festival and, and go and watch other shows and again i'm not you know, i'm not the biggest horror fan but i actually have to say that i enjoy horror theater more than i enjoy horror film and i don't know why that is mm. um, what's the synopsis of your show like what's the pitch to get people to come see it sure uh the name of the show is ghost in the machine it is about uh, artificial intelligence and the pitch is that uh artificial intelligence is impossible you cannot create a computer to uh emulate the human brain there's no way that a computer can actually do that unless maybe the computer had a human brain to work with. But what if the human wanted their brain back? Ah, so, I like it. I like that a lot. That's very exciting. Yeah. Very on trend. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Timely. So, so that's, that's, that's uh, and it has police music because the name of the thing is Ghost in the Machine. And I started with, mm -hmm. with the police album and. The fact there's a lot of really creepy police music, so I'm using that as mm -hmm. sort of a musical thread through the show. Nice. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, Nicholas. Yo. I know I've said this, I mean, probably thousands of times, but <laughs> show me your boner. <laughs> Those exact words. Uh, my boner is, man, I feel like we both, we're both talking about video games, and we're both talking about video games that we're playing and having fun with, but also, like, there's a lot of frustration. Yeah, that's, and, that's, and, isn't that the name of the game with video yeah. games these days? So, um, I, I, we, you know, we did an episode about Baldur's Gate 3 recently. Uh, I, I beat it. I started a replay. I got a few levels in and Starfield came out, uh, for, uh, Xbox as a part of game pass. So it was, it's free for me to, to play as a part of that subscription. I don't need to spend 60 bucks to play it. Um, it's, um, Bethesda Softworks, which is owned by Microsoft. They're, they're, um, Fallout 3, Fallout 4, Skyrim, uh, all the, the 20 different versions of Skyrim they've, they've put out across various systems in and VR. This is and one whatnot. of them. And this is one of them. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Starfield is nothing original. Oh, that's um, bad. It is. It is. Uh, it's very much the same facial animations as Fallout 4. It's the same, um, uh, you know, mechanical or, or, or programming back end the same engine and whatnot as, as their their most recent games it's a mostly first person shooter role-playing game uh where you are uh you start out as a a a person in the the astro mines mining minerals and you stumble across an artifact that throws you into a an exploratory group called constellation which you join promptly without much of a choice and you start investigating all these artifacts that are turning up all across the galaxy um you find out that you know throughout the game that uh, earth is a catastrophe happened the magnetosphere of earth is gone so it is a dust ball uh not unlike what happened to mars uh millions of years ago or whatever 
Um, and so humanity has escaped to the stars and, and the, the, the biggest colony is um, Alpha Centauri. I think um, there's space pirates. There's uh you know, Blade Runner-esque megacorps. You can sneak, you can Skype, you can talk your way out of almost any fighting. Um, I think it's probably possible to talk your way out of, I don't know, maybe 70 or 80% of the, of the potential fighting. <laughs> if you're, if you're really, really focused and a bit lucky, maybe you save scum a little bit. Um, I, I I won't lie and say I'm not having fun playing the game. I absolutely am. I, I think the amount I mean, I, of I I can concur. You've been playing it kind of nonstop. Yeah. The the amount of fun I'm having is I think directly proportional to the fact that I, I didn't pay money for this game though. If I had paid money for this game, I think I might be like m- more frustrated. About oh, because you got it, it with I, with Game Pass. With Game Pass, right? So um, there the things that I think are are a little bit you know wonky are. You can build bases like you kind of need to to extract minerals and, you know, like you go scan a planet and you're like, oh, this planet has iron and aluminum and nickel and, you know, hydrogen or whatever the fuck hydrogen three. And so you can build a colony, put out little you know mining equipment, build some robots, send some people there to, to run the place for you and you know reap the minerals. But Fallout three had a really great um, settlement building system where you could link things together and you could command people to do certain tasks and stuff. And somehow this is like a colossal step backward Hmm. from what they did in fallout four. And, and it's, it's very wonky. The fallout three or fallout four, four settlements. Yeah. The, the, the inventory management as a person and on a settlement are, the most infuriating parts of the game, probably Mm. Um, something that's super dope is the spacecraft building Uh, essentially um, different skills, unlock your ability to, you know, if you're a better pilot, you can pilot bigger ships, different classes of ships. If you are a better engineer, you can use different parts that you can't normally use. And then as you scale up in level, different parts unlock to you in stores but you can walk up to a shipbuilder at any port and say, Hey, I want to play around with a shipbuilder and you can take a ship of yours, destroy it down to nothing and build an entirely new ship from scratch. You get to pick the engines, you get to pick the guns, you get to pick the, the placement. So, you know, people have made like the magic school bus, like a bright <laughs> yellow school bus that flies through the sky. People have made, you know, a okay. bunch of a bunch of different planet expresses. Um, uh, sure, sure. Uh, there's, sure um, yeah, there's, there's been a, a bunch of, you know, someone I saw today, uh, a really, really good defiant from Deep Space Nine. Mm. Oh. Um, uh, and it was a, a tight little Warcraft, even, which is great. Um, and and so the the space ship building is has been very very fun, and I have a ship in mind that I've been waiting to hit a certain level to to build and and i hit that level today so i'm looking forward to building a ship that has these parts that i need to build it which is kind of fun so so i mean i just again just to reiterate so despite it being troublesome and there being parts that are disappointing you've you've felt driven to play it pretty much every day like you've you've been excited to play it yeah absolutely absolutely yeah and and i think you know some of that is um 
tied to the the you know the what's next and wanting to finish and wanting to know oh, the story type of thing the story yeah the story is is pretty interesting um i don't want to spoil yeah, it too bad but like um strange things happen with these artifacts and mysterious strangers start appearing to try to thwart you and they are you know, are they humans? Are they from the future? Mm. Are they aliens? Are they a secret society that's lived among us all along? You know, who who knows? I I, I know, but um, <laughs> and the game and the game has a new game plus feature where once you finish the game, you can take your character uh, with all the skills and abilities you've learned, and you can start a new game with your your existing character, but you don't get all your your stuff. Which is, I just started that, and and that's uh, that's very interesting. So. Hypothetically, you could go through and play up, you know, a real paladin and do all the yeah. good things and put a stop to the the pirate organizations that you infiltrate and all that. And you can, you know, stop the corporation from making bad, unethical corporate decisions with your influence. And then you can go through and beat the game and take that same character with all the skills you've you've invested in and just be a real fucking bastard, turn into the pirate king and and you know, take do whatever. Um I I think that with patching, yeah. this will be a great game. I think when they figure out some shit about inventory management and they fix some outpost stuff, uh, this will be a really a real fun one. Yeah. Uh, and I'm looking forward to them releasing this 19 more times across all the different <laughs> uh, um, systems and I, for the generations to come. I feel similar about Fay Farm. I, I don't really do Discord, but I joined their Discord oh. uh, just so that the developers every, discord or just yep oh. it is a it is a discord where the developers are communicating to the to the fans and the players to say uh here are all the the bugs we're aware of and here are the bugs we're fixing you know and, and so like to let you know so that you can report things that maybe people haven't said before or you can look it up and be like am i crazy like is this happening and people are like yeah it's happening you can't but also like i learned of a few things ahead of time to avoid yeah like i i, I learned that this is i find this very funny so when you get married in this game which you can do accidentally because what <laughs> happens is your your relationship will, with a person will progress if all you do is speak to them you don't even have to give them gifts if you speak to them enough times over the course of enough days they will decide that you are engaged <laughs> And uh, then if you opt to marry them, which I guess people can do without realizing, uh, then once you marry them, they stay in your house and they do nothing. You can't mm -hmm. interact with them. When you interact with them, they say the the basic NPC dialogue of so glad someone took care of those thorns. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, man, that was like six months ago. We're married. Oh, like, it's like, oh, nice to see you again, Molly. Good day. Like we live together. Like, it's just wow, it's man. Like, I now I know not to ever marry anybody, you know. But Tell it's just it's it. yeah, right. But it, that's what was funny is everyone's like, so I married this guy and now he just lives in my house and contributes nothing. And it's like people are like, I want you to think about what you just said. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I I I I think that. Speaking as someone in the games industry, if a different games industry, a lot of studios, not mine, are pushed to rush out games, especially okay. video games, and they are being forced to work crazy hours to get something to the table that people can play that they they know they're going to patch. They don't 
care. And so I never blame the developers. I blame the company that greenlit it and sent it out for my money to take. Meanwhile, Baldur's Gate 3. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, we I talked um, about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I um and and it's it's I I feel I recognize the disconnect of like complaining about my boner. Uh <laughs> but but it's and I I am very much having fun and it's a, it's a good it's a good game. Um you know, the 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 what's what's dry I I won't lie like being a sneaky sniper who can talk your way out of things is like every time I go to like I'll go play Skyrim and it'll be like okay this time I'm going to be a magic user or this time I'm going to do swords all swords I'm going to make a fighter this time okay. and it'll be like three levels later and it's like somehow I'm hiding in the shadows with a bow like it's, <laughs> just, my, it's just my natural instinct in these types of games and and sure enough that followed me into Starfield where I you know yeah. kind of played the same archetype and now in this new game plus feature I'm trying to to branch out a little bit and try something different. We'll see. Good luck with that. You're probably going to end up being yeah. a sniper hiding in the shadows, though. Yeah. Probably yeah, understand probably. how that's going to be, Nick. It's like it's like Tim deciding he's not going to write a comedy script, and then, well, there's some jokes. But. <laughs> You're like, this one's not funny. Okay, hold on. Well, I, I there, there have to be a few. <laughs> there's a little bit of funny. A little bit of funny. Gotta be. There's got to be. Yeah. If you don't break the tension, right? Yeah, it's like that's exactly right. Vilification tennis. If you don't, if you don't break the tension, then it doesn't yeah. hit as hard. Yeah, yeah. that's that's uh, absolutely true. I've always thought that to be super important. I think it's important yeah. in drama too. It's like if you're just all depressing all the time and you don't have any humor, it just like I don't care. I don't care. Fuck absolutely. these people. Yeah, spending their lives being sad, can't laugh. Nah, hell with them. Um, it's it's like a boner. You don't want to have a boner for four hours. You want to have a boner for an hour and maybe not for an hour and then maybe for another hour. <laughs> like you need it's the tension break that makes yeah. the second boner all that much better. <laughs> Mo Molly's going to start referring to <laughs> jokes in comedy in horror movies as refractory jokes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Molly. Yes. We have an interesting set, set of answers to our five questions. We do. Week. We have five answers from Galileo Galilee. What? Wait. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Galileo Galilee wrote to us uh, via chat GPT. Uh, and oh, Ken, Ken. That's right. Ken Larson uh, sent in our five questions and asked chat GPT to answer them as if it was Galileo Galilee. Oh, I see. So I get it. that's what I've got to read. That's, that's great. The mm -hmm. famous astronomer. They are they are funny, but also they they are uh, just like all AI. They sound like a college SAT or an SAT trying to get into college. So imagine you. This is written by like a seventeen year old SAT essay. <laughs> It works both ways. Tim, do you want to start us off? With sure. The, with, uh, question one for... Hey, uh, Galileo, and I have to start by here. saying I'm just a big fan. Uh, what is a game you've played recently that you really enjoyed? Ah, my dear friend, I must admit that I am not familiar with modern games, for I have been long departed from this earthly realm. However, in my time, I did find great enjoyment in the study of celestial bodies and their movements. To me, the heavens themselves were a wondrous and infinite game, and my telescope was my instrument of exploration. Wow. So they did oh, not have chess for you to play, Galileo? Come on. No. Come on. You didn't play Go? Yeah. What the, what the hell? Paper, he was a paper, rock, scissors man. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, question two. This should be good. What science fact <laughs> or discovery do you think is really fucking cool? The heliocentric model of our solar system, which I proposed and defended, remains one of the most fascinating and revolutionary discoveries in the realm of science. The idea that the Earth orbits the sun rather than the other way around is indeed quite remarkable. It challenged the prevailing geocentric view and paved the way for a more accurate understanding of the cosmos. I mean, you sure, know, but I you also went to prison, didn't you? Who who said that his? I asked him his favorite band, and and he he said uh, his band, the band he's in. Sure. Because if it wasn't his favorite band, then what's the point of even even being in a band, right? Yeah, right. Uh, so uh, I feel Galileo. Like that feels less pretentious than Galileo saying <laughs> that his favorite science fact <laughs> and discovery is his own. What were you saying, Tim? Well, I was just saying, you know, he also went to jail over it, and he didn't bring that up. I feel like that's kind of burying, <laughs> that's, that's I mean, burying he, the lead I a little bit. Just, he seems to both know that he's in the future <laughs> and also not be in the future. Yeah, you'd think there'd be some more, uh, you know, like some of the scientific discoveries that, that grew from his discovery yeah. of the heliocentric uh, solar system would, would have fascinated him perhaps even more. Um, I feel like he'd like nuclear power, right? Like, he, you know what it is? He got Bill and Tedded. That's what it is. That's yeah, what happened here. That could be. He got abducted by some some high school idiots, and now he's giving a presentation to San Dimas High School. Oh, that makes right. sense. Okay, question number three. Uh, where do you get your sense of right and wrong from? Because we uh, know it isn't religion. <laughs> do we know that? My sense of right and wrong was derived from reason and observation of the natural world, not from religious dogma. I believed that the pursuit of knowledge and the search for truth were virtuous endeavors. I firmly held that we should rely on empirical evidence and critical thinking to guide our moral and ethical decisions. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, but also like, but he also was a Christian. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody had to be a Christian then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he would have been like put to the question if he wasn't. Right. right? Um, Question four. Mr. Galileo, if you could build a robot, a robot is an automaton, by the way, uh, to perfectly perform one chore or task for the rest of your life, uh, what would you choose? If I were to construct a robot to perform a task for the rest of my life, I would choose to build one capable of meticulously recording and analyzing astronomical observations. Such a robot could continue the work I started, observing the heavens with precision and helping humanity gain a deeper understanding of the universe. So, like, I don't know, connecting a computer up to the Hubble telescope or something like that? Is that what you're thinking there, Galileo? <laughs> what, a, what a great idea. That would be, that would be brilliant for you there. Uh, He's not concerned about job security at all. <laughs> All right, Galileo, uh, question five. And once again, big fan. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. Uh, and uh, speaking of, of being in the future, what is a movie or TV show you think everyone should watch? Galileo Galilee. God, as I am not familiar with movies or television shows of your time, I cannot recommend a specific one. However, I would encourage everyone to watch and appreciate documentaries or programs that explore the wonders of the natural world and the marvels of science. There is no greater spectacle than the universe itself. Couldn't have just said 
watch Cosmos. You couldn't have yeah. seen that. <laughs> I'm just saying, this guy's never seen the after party. If he thinks there's nothing better than just looking at the sky. Actually, he, it's you know what it is? It's, it's just nonstop reality TV. He's watching uh, the one on the uh, luxury yachts. I feel like the number one way to identify a robot, these or an AI, we'll call it these days, is uh, you say, what should I have for dinner? And it says, what I think you should have for dinner. <laughs> it's, it's always, they repeat the thing back. Just, yep. You know, just you know, to make I sure that. Teach at prep. Yeah, That's what we used to yeah. teach kids. It was like, take the question and uh, you're going to repeat the question. And then you're going to give three points in your sentence. And then the next three paragraphs is going to be each of those points. And then your fifth paragraph is going to explain how you proved your three points. <laughs> yeah. The causes of the Revolutionary War were varied. And I will go into detail. Yeah, <laughs> We're varied. And every, specifically, every there were these three variables. Um, and then I will spend the next three paragraphs describing these variables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But thanks. Thanks. As though. we all know, Galileo was not famously a man of words, and so uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, it's great though that Galileo took that break from uh, his presentation at San Dimas High before Bill and Ted took him back, <laughs> yeah, back yeah. to the past, yeah. and uh, and he wrote us in those answers. It's it's nice to know that we're important enough for Galileo to uh, to do that. While he's San Diego's high school football rules. I wish more yeah. people were, you know, as good as Galileo Galilei and and maybe answered our questions. I, oh. I want to know what Galileo thinks maybe of water slides. Maybe. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> what? I said sorry, I want to know what Galileo I want to know what Galileo thinks of water slides. So maybe that's in oh. part of our oh. next oh. part of our next five questions. I, mean, I guess I do. There's a whole documentary he about loves, it. loves Waterloo. <laughs> Uh, well, if people want to send us their answers, what do they do? They send them to five answers. No, oh, that's not right. No, it Where isn't. Where do they send them? Five questions. You're hosting. It's five <laughs> questions at geeksthegod.com. Um, <laughs> send us an email. You can do the number five or the word five. We don't care. They both work. You should answer those five questions for us. Tell us what you think and why the chat GPT Galileo is so wrong. Um <laughs> And, and we'll read them. And if you include your address, we'll send you a shiny rainbow Geeks Without God sticker. Actually, it's it's actually quite matte. Yeah, it's uh, a matte not shiny. I don't know why it's shiny. Um, but uh, we'll we'll send you a sticker if you'd like. Uh, they're they're great. We've got Just one on this, your address. the water bottle right here. It's survived many dishwasher go-throughs. And uh, uh, we will read them. If you're a Patreon supporter, what? we will bump your answers to the top of our non-existent list and and, and read your answers off first. Uh, you know, if if uh, our guest from our recent episode, Cold Cuts, were to send in his answers, he would get bumped to the top of the list because he's a patron That's now. That's right. Mark Tucker is a new patron uh, supporter for us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Mark. We just got his answers. So someone else should send in their answers to five questions at geekswithoutgod.com. Or Mark, just send uh, us a random email and we'll read it on the air. <laughs> It'll be fine. Now, at this point, I'll just read whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> Send us your manifesto at five questions at geeksofthatgod.com. We'll read your uh, fringe lunatic manifesto as long as it doesn't have any slurs or have terrible offensive ideas. That's what Molly's saying right now. Wow. Okay. Otherwise, we will be back next week on Tuesday with another shiny new episode of Geeks Without God. It's more of a matte finish. <laughs> we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Also, I just started playing Baldur's Gate, so there will be no new episodes for at least three months. 
We're geeks with geeks with geeks without God. We're geeks with geeks with geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging and listen to past podcasts at geekswithoutgod.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at geekswithoutgod. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Oh no, that's better. That's better. That's a lot less busy. Good, good.